All right, we're recording now. Okay. We're double recording now. Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> this is how I always interview people. <laughs> Underneath a blanket in my studio. On a couch. This is Where Was I? A podcast about a parenting transition we are calling Empty Nest Version 1.0. I'm Angela Arsenault. And I'm Jessica Tickton. mentioned in our very first episode, the idea for this podcast came about when Angela's youngest started kindergarten in the fall of 2015. The following spring, Angela went back to full-time, go-to-an-office-every-day work for the first time in 12 years. It was a huge transition for her, one that she says she didn't fully prepare for, mostly because she wasn't sure how. She jumped into the job headfirst and resurfaced for a deep breath several months later. It was then that she realized she wanted to understand what this major change had been like for her husband, Ryan. Ryan is a musician who spends a lot of time traveling. When he's not traveling, he works from a home studio. And that might be all the backstory you need before listening in on Ryan and Angela's conversation about her return to work and how it affected him. So what I want to know first is how, what it was like for you uh, first, on a practical level, like a logistical level, when I went back to work. How was it when you went back to work? Well, generally, when I'm home, I sh- and I this has been mostly true until recently, and now it's true again, but I'm working here at the house in my studio, and I try and keep sort of, you know, banker's hours, nine to five, in terms of working on stuff. That might mean, you know, writing emails to people or listening to music as part of my job or down here in the studio writing music. So um, I do remember you going back and then having me be responsible for getting the kids at three which then effectively ended my day my work day and there were some things that I remember being on deadline and feeling like oh this is going to be an adjustment because I just sort of assumed as you being the primary caregiver and me being the primary breadwinner is that sexist to say breadwinner no bread doesn't have a gender okay (laughs) bread bread is genderless uh that I would sort of, you know, be able to say I need to work and you need to take you need to deal with the kids like when they come home or maybe if even if I had to work through dinner or whatever. Right, so, because that's how it had always been. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how and I remember there being a few things where you were like I have to work and then I said, Well, I have to work too and then there you go. So what did we do? What did we do in those moments? What did you feel in those moments? What did I feel? Yeah, when you realize that the sort of freedom you had experienced for so long to just dedicate yourself to your work was now being somewhat compromised at times. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, but there's, there's a lot more to it than that because I was also, 
excited for you to get back to work too there's a whole other side of this which is that you hadn't had a full-time job since we had the kids oftentimes i'm sort of concerned about income the act the idea that you had this income that was coming in was a good thing Mm -hmm. so rather than you know thinking of like being resentful or like oh this is really a pain in my pain in my ass i would probably think okay this is good and it's a pain in my ass Mm -hmm. um and it's also just good for you personally too because i know you were excited about your job when you started and there was a lot to it and the fact that you were you know i when you weren't working and the kids had been started going to school full-time i was also not cause for concern but just wondering like well what are you gonna do you know what do you want to do with your life i know you're you have ambitions as a journalist and as a writer and as you have ambitions that aren't mom related so i think i was generally overwhelmingly supportive at least theoretically and maybe the practical parts of it would rear themselves from time to time but you also had a thankfully you had a pretty flexible job did you ever did it give you a different uh, uh new perspective on how much i'd been doing as the as a stay-at-home primary caregiver no the only times that those that that ever really happened is when i would when you would leave town like i never when even when you were working it never felt like because you were up in the mornings you you know in the mornings you would make the kids lunch and i never had to do that and and i was you were always still kind of primary caregiver as well as working a job just by nature of the job that you had you didn't have to think it's by nature of the job that i had or by nature of well maybe both but you didn't have to be at work at 9 a.m every day you know you were you had some flexibility in your schedule you could come home if i got stuck that was built into the job which i really was important to both of us Mm -hmm. and that's probably a point worth making is the job you took part of the thing that was so good about it was that it was 30 hours or maybe 40 hours and you can work for ended up being 60 hours yeah but that's not what it was initially (laughs) when it was initially pitched part of the idea was that you were going to have a lot of flexibility and you had and you did have a lot of flexibility Mm -hmm. for the run of your job like you just know you weren't clocking in and i think so in that way you were still able to do a lot of the things that you did before except for maybe at the end you know except for maybe middle of the day when the kids would need to get picked up from the bus Mm -hmm. so it didn't severely impact my life personally in terms of like caregiving although when we would talk about going away going on vacation or coming to visit you on tour you would sort of say well i have a job now okay so then let's talk about the emotional impact well, I mean, it depends because... Did you view me differently when I started working again? Yeah, probably. How? I mean, I think I had always sort of anticipated the moment that our daughter was in second for second grade and our son was in kindergarten and they were both in school eight months a year, you know, eight to two or eight to three, that that would be a time when it was like, okay, well, what are you going to do now? You know, when I met you and fell in love with you, you were enrolled in law school. So, I mean, part of that, either consciously or subconsciously, was that I was 
becoming involved with someone who was self-motivated and independent and ambitious in some level. And when law school didn't work out, it wasn't like, oh, she's not going to be a lawyer. In fact, I, I remember counseling you not to go to law school because <laughs> mm-hmm. you didn't want to be a lawyer. You just want a law degree. So my, my relationship to you was never about your success as a professional person but it it was tied into and remains tied into somewhat of like well what are you what are your dreams and what are you doing to achieve them what if i had said to you well this is my dream my dream is to have these children with you and to to have this home and i'm gonna i'm gonna stay here even when they're at school and i'm gonna just make this the best home it can be That'd be fine, probably. I mean, I don't know what that would mean practically for you. Like, you don't clean. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Like... I clean sometimes. <laughs> but I mean, you're not like a homemaker in this traditional. So you 50s you just mood. always saw me going back to work because you thought there wouldn't be enough that I would want to do that would keep me busy during the day. Well, I mean, I've wasted. You know, I've had a. In fact, recently, even when I was shirking my 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 responsibilities for many other reasons, which is a different podcast, I can waste away a day pretty effectively. I mean, there's ways to do it. Um, and you can also, I think it, it certainly is worth pointing out that you can spend easily six to seven, eight hours a day doing what our friend Wendy referred to as the administrative tasks of running a household. You know, yeah. between volunteer and then also volunteering at the kids' school, which I was doing regularly, you know, once a week for ha- almost half a day, almost half a school That's day. That's true. I mean, that, those were, and I felt like that there's a lot of value in that, both for our kids, for you, for our community. Like, I never thought that that was a waste of time or mm-hmm. that that should be spent, like, you know making money. Although, when I did have financial freakouts, I was like, well, it'd be great for you to contribute you know you have this time it would be great for you to contribute financially as much as now that now that you actually have the space to do it but it's also hard because you your particular position there's not like you can just go get a job i never expected you to go get a job like any old job no because we needed the flexibility couldn't you know for you to be able to be home because also I've also been home a bunch in the last year, but I've been gone a ton too. So when I'm gone, that means you're full-time everything. And mm-hmm. that means you can't pick up the kids and you can't recharge. So part of it was just we had a really unique situation in that part of our deal in moving to Vermont was that I was going to have to leave a lot. Like well, a- yeah, I was going to say one one conversation we never had was the child care conversation that those the, the like hired child care conversation we just found ways to work it out between the two of us and our varying um you know our changing availability but why do you think we didn't say let's look into predictable regular child care because we live in vermont and the jobs that you that are available to you at this point were never going to be you weren't going to ever make enough money to make that worthwhile personally i thought i mean i never looked into it because i just thought well the amount of money that you were making for the 
you know, that what you do right now as a writer and as a journalist and, you know, or if you wanted to do yoga or any of these other things that you had ever done professionally, none of them were high paying jobs, which is fine. That's not a judgment, but it was just sort of like, I remember doing some quick math at one point when, when you had initially taken the job and thinking of like, okay, so what, if she did have to work 45, 40 or 50 hours a week, what would childcare cost? Let's deduct that from what you're getting paid. And it was nothing, you know, like your net take home was, was basically like, you know, 10 grand or something, you know, less than minimum wage kind of deal. And I remember kind of doing that quick math and not even, that's why it never even came up. So for you, that, that conversation was avoided basically because of money. And it's interesting because for me, I never brought it up because I was so conflicted about going to work, about not being as available for my kids and my family as I had been for eight years for, for the entire time that we've been a, a family like, you know, with kids, I had always been available to take care of them. And I wasn't comfortable with the idea of, I guess, admitting that explicitly, that overtly, that, you know, my availability had changed so much that I now need to hire someone to care for my kids. Actually, the thing, now that you say that, I mean, we're missing a gigantic chapter of this, which is summer. Because this happened in summer when you kids weren't in school. Yeah. And they had camp sometimes, and then they didn't have camp. And I remember those being really frustrating times because I would have things on deadline and I would have the kids all day Mm -hmm. and you would have to go to work and so you have flexibility but not that much flexibility and I think it was times like that where I had to really dig deep and understand there was a greater good but then it's really about balancing everything I mean everybody's needs are important you know the kids need to have parents who are present for them when they don't have a camp day you need a job. You need to work your job, and I need to work my job. And one of those three things has to give at any given moment in the summer. Mm-hmm. If we didn't work it out, I had thought that I wasn't going to be working in August, and I was like, I'll just take off August, and I'll just take the kids every day, and you can work. And we'll. And I did that a lot. I remember mm-hmm. there was, you know, we call one it, week. No, but there was, camp. it wasn't just, that was the one explicit one way, week, but there yeah. was definitely days and yeah, stuff and where I was days. like, let's go do this. But the other days were really hard. And then that's when it really came into the childcare and, and also paying for camp because camp for mm-hmm. two kids isn't cheap. And it was like, well, this is going to cost us $150, you know, $100 a day to send them to camp and you're making whatever, $150. Mm-hmm. So some of that math too, that was like shoot, is this really worth it? And the reason I even thought about this now is because I remember when your job would be frustrating, you were like, and I just missed the summer with my kids. Oh, I missed it so much. It and, was That was really hard for me. That's when it hit me that my relationship with them might change. And I could even like get emotional talking about it now because I was so... That's when I realized it had to be... The job had to be worth it. It had to be worth it because what I was giving up, what I was sacrificing was major. It felt really important to me. And it wasn't, I wasn't always sure. Probably no job, I don't know if any job would feel worth it 100% of the time. And then to be the one who wasn't there 
was really hard for me and I I actually judged myself for it I I knew I shouldn't but it felt like I was doing something wrong and then I remember sort of the opposite because I had sort of forced into primary caregiver mode when it was all right, I'm not going to work today. I'm not even going to try and work today. I'm just going to focus on my kids. And I was home for the first summer in probably 10 years, you know, when we were really gone a lot of the summer and we just didn't tour last summer. I remember feeling the opposite of being like, this is great. I had a great <laughs> experience being in Vermont in the summer, which was the first time that really happened. And I was going swimming and I was when they were at camp and then I would take them and we would do stuff. So I had sort of an opposite experience of feeling like, oh, this is what it's like to be the primary caregiver when I really don't care about work. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of fun. Do you think that you know yourself better as a dad as a result of me going back to work? Yeah. I mean, it would have to, right? I mean, it's just there's more... I take more ownership of it, and there's just more responsibility as a father when I can't... Yeah, when, I have, when I'm just called upon to do more of those sort of duties. Okay, so finally, how do you think that my going back to work um, affected our relationship? It affected our relationship in that your job now became your relationship to your job and then now became a dynamic in our relationship. And, you know, you had good days at work and you had bad days at work. And there was more than a handful of bad days at work. And that you would take home with you. And I could feel that for a while. And so all of a sudden there was and I'm not, it's not a finger pointing thing. I feel the exact same way. I mean, and not like your personality before didn't have its own internal dynamics. You know, Mm -hmm. you had good days and bad days, whether you were working or not. But now there was like more, there was more of it. So you would have bad days at work and you would bring that home with you or you would wake up and you wouldn't want to go to work and then there would be some panic attacks or you know just stuff about your job just the stresses of having a job and so there'd be good days and bad days that then became part of our family's dynamic Mm -hmm. that originated at work so you know then all of a sudden it was like well we need your job to be as good as it can because then you're as good as you can be for me and for the kids and for yourself yeah I think I didn't um I I did not find a way to kind of easily or uh, even, you know, just mindfully leave my job at home. No, see, (laughs) leave my job at work. I brought my job home a lot. And part of that was because it was so flexible. I was often working from home. I mean, there was a lot of times in the second half, like like in the last six months where you were working until five or six or seven or you would put the kids down and then work. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is a whole other thing, but there would be nights when it would be like, well, Angela's working and I'm going to go to bed or I'm going to go out, mm-hmm. you know, where it wasn't like, I didn't even feel any kind of inclination um, to to even be really present in our home after the kids went to sleep because I knew you'd be working. I know, I, I, I know, I think I know, maybe I'm still uh, learning or realizing various ways that um, going back to work affected me uh, on an emotional level maybe uh, 
in terms of self-confidence and self-assuredness. Um, did you see any of that as an observer of me, a close observer of me? Yeah, I mean, I th- again, I think it was tied into your relationship to the job itself. You're you're sort of asking me to generalize about Angela going to work, mm-hmm. which, yeah, I think the answer you're looking for is sure. I mean, I'm not looking for an answer. I'm actually curious because well, yeah, there it's it, it's all this stuff. It's you were away from your family, so there's one in the cons column. You were you using your brain and making stuff, and be you were part of a community. You know, you met, you made some, you made some really good friends at your job that you had never met before. You had experiences that were super challenging. That you persevered. You stood up for yourself. You asked for what you wanted. Like a lot of that stuff, you had an opportunity to, to really show growth, like and maturity as a as a woman and and as an advocate for yourself. So yeah, all those things were there. Those were opportunities that weren't available to you as a mom. I mean, they were, but in a, this is a whole other way. Now you're in a corporate atmosphere. You're working for someone you don't know. You're not the boss anymore. You're you're really in service of somebody else's vision. All these things of what it means to work at a job. So I'm in sort of an interesting position now because I've left that job and very recently and will be looking for another job or most likely creating another job for myself. Do you have anything, uh, any requests <laughs> as I, I hope that as I venture it. down this road again? Do I have any requests? No, I mean, I, rec- I say I rec- requests jokingly. I, request, I really mean thoughts. I request that you, that you really take a hard look at what the last year has m- meant to you and what was good about it and what was bad and try not to make mistakes that you made before and, and try and repeat repeat the successes that you had. Find the parts about the job that you loved and make more of those and find the parts of the job you didn't love and try not to replicate that situation. I mean, I do think that flexibility is going to be really important for our family because I'm so all over the map. Like, physically, I'm mm-hmm. all over the map. Yeah. Like, in the next 10 days, I'm going to be in... I'm going to be on seven planes in three different cities, you know? So... I think that that's important and yeah I mean I it's I I stand by this this experience even though you went to a job and now you've left a job that that was really important for yeah, you absolutely and and now sort of moving forward you know this is all in a quest to sort of know ourselves like, what is it that you want is this gonna help you get what you want is and then how is this gonna fit into the family so, okay, last question, which is a little bit of a backtrack question, but was there anything that any of my former, you know, <laughs> were there any primary caregiver duties that you felt uh, I w- were, were very well covered when I wasn't working that you thought uh, start, I started slacking on at all when I was working? Anything that... That, you, that went noticeably absent to you or No, missing? I just felt like the your 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 fuse was shorter. That was it. So when I would try and do things it was like maybe I wasn't doing it the way you would do it, etc. Like I just felt like you you were less free about stuff because you had less time here with the kids. It was just things were a lot less loose around the house and that was just both you know personally and and practically oh, 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 oh.
like a terribly negative note to end on, but it brings up a key point that we want to make. What my loving, supportive husband is saying here is that I was obviously frustrated. As we mentioned in the intro, I didn't fully prepare for the additional demands on my time and energy that naturally come with a full-time job. I didn't realize that I wasn't just going back to work. I was adding another job into my life. Even Ryan fully admits that I'm still the primary caregiver. So really, I now had two jobs. And this is why we'll spend our next two episodes focusing first on how to best cover that second shift while maintaining or even improving your quality of life. And then in episode nine, we'll discuss the importance of self-care. If you have advice for fellow relaunchers about either of these two topics or thoughts on my conversation with Ryan, please share them on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash where was I podcast. Thanks for listening.